welcome to our first edition of Not the Mama News and Views with Auntie Julia. As always, I'm Auntie Julia, your host. Um, this new segment, it's going to be short mini episodes each week, just me. Um, getting out uh, news of the week that I feel pertains to our topic at hand about parenthood and the politics of parenthood and uh, different social, political, um, cultural things that are happening um, that I think are important to discuss that I might not get to in our guest episodes that week. Um, Also, just what my opinions are about things that are happening Um, And then I'm, of course, going to promo um, the upcoming episode of the week. So I'm really excited. This will be sort of a place of growth. Um, It will develop over time. But I thought it was important to add to the guest episodes just to have the extra bit of context for what we're talking about since it is such a big topic. Um, And also because I'm not recording live each week with each guest. Um, Sometimes things happen that come up that I think um, I want to contribute to the discussion and um, let you know that we're thinking about here. Um, So thanks for tuning in, um, inaugural ep. Um, First, I just want to say like how the podcast is going in general. Um, I think it's been really fun for me, obviously. I'm feeling enriched creatively. Um, my friend Alex and I are having a good time working on everything together. All of the guests so far have been super cool and great. And I just want to thank you listeners so much. Um, we're growing fast. People are writing in, contributing their thoughts. Um, and it's kind of exciting to watch a community develop in real time. Um, it's also kind of cool to see the theme and topic sort of evolve as well. Um you know, when this started, it it was because I personally don't want to be a mom, and I wanted to talk to other people about that. Um, and you know, now it's kind of grown into just talking about the choice of parenthood in general, how to better relate to our friends and family who have kids if we've decided we don't want kids. Um, of course, the politics of parenthood and not parenthood. Um, so I think it's kind of exciting to see how we're growing and changing even in just the first month that we've been doing this. Um, so it's pretty exciting for me and I hope you agree as well. Um, I also, of course, I have to plug, please, please, please subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes if you get a chance. It takes like two seconds. Um, it's handy because if you listen on the iTunes pod, our new apps will come to you directly. You don't need to search for them. Um, you also, there's a function on SoundCloud if you listen there where you can follow along. Um, it just helps to increase our numbers for the analytics so that when people go to search for us, we'll come up more than any other podcast that would have mama in the title, which of course, you know, there are many. Um, but also it's just nice to hear feedback too. Um, and of course I want to hear positive feedback. I'll take it all. I'll take it all. (laughs) But, um, no, I just, it would be a super big help to us while we grow in these early stages. Um, and I would really appreciate it. So if you are my friend and you are listening and you haven't done it, get on it. We need to stack the numbers. No, no, no. But yes, that's exactly what I want. 
to happen. All right. So again, this, like the podcast, will grow and evolve and get better over time. <laughs> news and views with Auntie Julia. Um, so news for this week. Um, I definitely want us to be talking about the child detention centers and the crisis of the family separations. It's still happening. There's a lot of chaos involved as far as reuniting families. The government is kind of saying one thing, but the information coming out of the detention centers and from lawyers who are working with the kids and the parents, um, it sounds very disorganized. Um, So I just want to encourage everyone to call your reps. And I think this should be obviously an issue that affects us all, um, obviously regardless of parenthood status or not. Um, We are doing this. American citizens are doing this. Um, It doesn't matter if you are explicitly doing it. It doesn't matter if you politically agree with it or disagree with it. This is on us to stop and this is on us to get involved and to reverse because it's already becoming a for-profit industry. Um, There are already children who will likely not see their parents again someday. Um, and you know, we'll, I think I'll talk more about this um, in a future News and Views episode because I want to spend more time on it as far as plugging who you should be listening to because I'm certainly not an expert. But with regard to separating um, children and families of color, it's something that white Americans have done for a very long time. And, you know, I think when you see it in the context of history, you think like, oh, how could that have happened? How how can we change that? Well, it's happening right now. Um, exactly what we used to do, separating families of indigenous people, of American Indian families. Um, that was explicitly something that we did as white settlers. Um, and then, of course, uh, slavery, separating families, splitting up children, selling off members of families, um, creating that type of generational chaos. Um, it's an explicitly racist thing to do, and that's why it's happening now under this administration. So I would really, really encourage you to call your reps if you don't want to be fully responsible for this or if you want to feel like you're making some type of action. Um, If you don't know who your reps are, you can Google it. You can figure it out. Just sit, like put in um, congressional district, call your senators, um, call your local uh, representatives too, especially depending on where you live. Children have been sent all over the country. Obviously in the border states, it's a little bit more um, prevalent, but there are kids in New York. So I've been calling my reps here. Um, just, we need to agitate people and that's the number one way to do it. And it does seem like it's, you know, not a great thing to do, or it's, it doesn't have a lot of payback or you don't have an immediate um, response, but eventually as, as much as we complain, as much as we voice our concern, as much as we voice our absolute rage against this system, um, I do believe it will have a positive effect. Um, But of course, I also want to encourage you to register to vote um, in the upcoming midterms and to seek out when your local elections are. 
Um, it's definitely the number one thing that you can do to help in all of these circumstances um, as far as these government policies are concerned, but specifically about the child detention centers. Um, if you aren't sure if you're registered to vote, for, or even if you are sure, definitely check because they have been purging voter registrations. Um, I check even the morning of just because I know from experience I've had friends in the city who have gone to vote in different elections and they find that they've their polling place has changed just last minute or they've been purged from the registry. So just keep on top of that. It's your responsibility and your privilege and your right to vote um, and to make your voices heard, um, especially regarding this. Uh, the reason why I wanted to bring it up this week um, is because I listened to the This American Life Ice Capades episode, which I highly recommend. Um, and I should also say we'll eventually work to have a news and views segment or page on the website. So all of these links will be there as well. But if you just Google Ice Capades, This American Life, um, it will show up. Um but in a particular episode, or in this particular episode, one of the segments discusses the experience of a, a woman named Anita and her son, um, I believe his name is Henry, who were separated when she came here. Um, Henry is five, and they were apart for about a month, and they detail her experience being reunited with her. Um, she was quote-unquote one of the lucky ones because her story sort of picked up some traction. She was working with another woman who had uh, decades of experience dealing with the border control um, and ICE um, and was able to reunite with her child. Um, but of course, as we know, that's not the end of their saga. Um, they had to, in order to get to the next part of the process of coming here and claiming asylum uh, they had to travel to another town and in order you know it just was a long process so they ended up staying the night in a shelter that was run by sisters and um, it was a catholic shelter and um, at night as children often do they get you know wound up uh, he was obviously excited because he was back with his mom and um the nun or the sister, I'm not sure of the exact terminology, she was concerned that he was going to bump into um, this piece of tech and possibly agitate it or break it. And so she told him, she said to him, don't touch. Well, this triggered a memory that Henry had had in the detention center and um, he was flashback to the rule that, you know, the children are not allowed to touch each other. And I just want to play this audio for you because I think it's so powerful and just kind of, um, it really moved me and sort of terrified me, um, not only for this boy, but for the other children that are still experiencing this. Um, and again, I just want to stress, this is what we are doing. So I just wanted to play this quick, quick uh, clip for you. So you heard, I know that was a short clip, um, that's why I encourage you, and it's a little jarring just um, without the context, but also with the context, but I just want you to think about his voice, um, that, that type of uh, angry sound is um, really jarring to hear in a child. 
Um, and clearly he is, um, you know, being transported back and hearing uh, probably the guards scream that at the kids multiple times a day. I can't imagine keeping children apart from one another, um, especially when they're in such close quarters without having to terrorize them. So this is what's happening. We are doing this, which means we have to end this. American citizens have to end this. Um, because we know that conditions are so bad, refugees are not going to stop coming. People are believing that, you know, a life here offers some more possibility than the life together that they had in their country. Um, so we need to start thinking about it in that way. So please, please, please um, look into this a little bit more. Keep paying attention. I know it's not always the top story. Um, but I, it's something that's really affected me. It's really laid heavy on my heart. So I just really want us to, um, take ownership of this problem because I think that's the only way we're going to solve it. All right. So my next news story, and I am sorry, this is so depressing. Um, we'll end on a positive note, but this next part is not going to be positive either. <laughs> so, um, my good friend, Annalie Egging, who we actually went to college together, um, but weren't, we knew of each other, but weren't close, were hardly acquaintances even in college. Um, but she ended up moving to Ecuador, which happens to be where one of my best friends from college is living now with her family. Um, and so last summer when I was able to visit, we got close and we were chatting and, um, Annalie is a really awesome, cool person. She's a nurse. Um, obviously she's a missionary, um, she's working um, with the healthcare system right now in Ecuador, but she's traveled the world, has lived lots of places in the United States, and just has a wealth of knowledge um, about healthcare worldwide, internationally. And she's also a friend of the pod, and she has been listening, and I believe it was in the Selena Kopic episode. If you haven't listened, I highly, highly recommend. But Selena and I were talking about... Um, the healthcare system for women and, uh, you know, the risks involved with giving birth. And one of the things I think we both mentioned were, was the, um, high U S mortality rate for, um, or the high U S maternal mortality rate. And, um, as we were talking, I just kind of made note, like we are not, we are not healthcare providers. We, are not in the medical profession in any capacity, so we were definitely underqualified be, to be discussing it. And we also weren't citing any sources. Um, but Annalie listened to that episode, and just to kind of give me a boost, she really generously reached out and was like, um, you know, trust yourself because the U.S. is it has the highest maternal mortality rate amongst all the developed nations in the world. Um, highest amongst uh, among Western European and North American countries, excluding Mexico. Um, and so I did want to talk about that because it just so happened that this week that story kind of made the rounds on social media as well. Um, and it was something that came to my attention actually last year um, because I listened to... Um, a really excellent piece on NPR about a woman named Lauren Bloomstein. And Lauren, um, she was a pregnant woman. She actually worked in a maternity ward helping delivering babies as a nurse. 
Her husband um, was a doctor in some capacity, um, and she ended up um, dying after she gave birth to her daughter, um, which obviously is a compelling story just because you would assume that this woman, uh, white, upper middle class, works in medicine, helps deliver babies, had her baby in the hospital that she worked in, you would think that she would be one of the safest women um, to give birth in this country, and yet she ended up dying. Um, And it's a really compelling story, and I super, super encourage you to look it up. Again, this uh, link will be on the website eventually, but you can Google um, Lauren Bloomstein NPR maternal mortality rate, and it will come up. Um, But it's just a really... Um, important thing for women to understand that the United States is 137th out of 181 countries um, as far as a dangerous place to give birth, which means we're just completely missing the mark here. We are not doing well. Um, as supposedly being the best place to live in the world, uh, you know, the best place to have a family in the world. This is a this is something that needs to be taken really seriously. And the reason why it applies to this podcast is if you want us to have children, American society, you need to make us safe to have those children. And that's something that's clearly, it's two ships are passing in the night. It's not matching up to the way We promote motherhood as this all-important thing for womanhood in the United States culturally, yet we are not protecting women as they're giving birth. We are not protecting mothers as they are giving birth. Um, And, you know, I mentioned before that that rate for black women is even um, more deadly and dangerous. So um, this is something that I would just encourage you to look into. you know, obviously something that we'll probably discuss again, um, because again, it's clearly something that if you're undecided on having kids is going to be a factor if you're a thinking person, um, thoughtful-minded. So um, there will probably be more to come. I mean, I know that's kind of a cliffhanger and it's sort of doom and gloom, but I did just want to thank Annalie for reaching out and supporting um, the podcast with those stats. Um and hopefully there will be more organization around about what to do and I will give a follow-up when I come across that. So if you know of anything, please send me that info via email to notthemamapod at gmail.com and we'll go from there. Um, and so that was all the news that I wanted to talk about. Um, my views this week are primarily podcast-related. Um, I guess some of the news had my views in it too because... I don't like child detention centers. Apparently, that's a political position. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, sometimes the views will be more positive, upbeat, whatever, or more pointed to a different type of topic, just like those news stories were. Um, but I do want to talk about the podcast a little bit more as far as my responsibility um, to listeners and your responsibility as listeners. Um You know, I know so far I've had a lot of performers and comedians on and some just my friends who aren't normally um, in the spotlight. And, um, you know, their stories are, you know, personal. They're not necessarily 
performing like they normally are on stage or just doing material or just trying to entertain. It's We're really trying to have thoughtful, meaningful conversations here. Um, so, you know, I just, as listeners, just remember we're not going to get everything right all the time. Have compassion for the people who are sharing their stories. Obviously, I think you do, but it's just something I want to say to protect my guests and to encourage people to come on and, you know, to provide a quote-unquote safe place for them to share their stories so that we can um, increase, you know, this conversation and community that we're building. Um, But then my responsibility, too, as the podcast host is I know that a lot of listeners out there are looking to find a connection to people who are like them. I know um, because this is a hard thing to talk about, uh, people are really, um, you know, appreciating it in that way as far as the outlet for them to hear, um, you know, different ideas different points of view that maybe aren't in there every day. So I just want you to know that that's not lost on me. I know there are some pretty serious things that come up in people's lives when talking about having a family, having kids, talking about abortion stories, uh, talking about adoption, talking about um, not wanting kids, not liking kids. It's all kind of heavy stuff. And so I know that... um, It's not a small thing for you to join in and to listen and to tell your friends and everything. So I just want you to know that um, my responsibility is to do my best to be as mindful as possible about these topics and um, that, you know, it's a it's a welcoming place. And um, if you do write to me, I'm not going to tell anyone your name. Annalie approved me letting you guys know that she had written to me. Um, So uh, just know that um, we're taking everything seriously here and we're going to try to do better if we mess up. And um, yes, it's a, I think we've got something good going. So I want to keep it good ultimately. Um, And I just want to say there are many different voices that are coming up. you know, it's been primarily white voices so far, and that's not lost on me. Um, intersectionality is um, something that I believe is an action, not just a, a word to say. Um, so I'm working on that and building um, the different types of voices that are upcoming, and I think you'll be really excited by some of the people who will be contributing soon, hearing about their uh, different outlooks and um, different things that they're experiencing. Um, but I am happy because the next two weeks are kind of fun. Um, this week, uh, my guest is Will Winner. He's a comedian DJ based in Ridgewood, Queens, and he actually runs a podcast called The Good, The Dad, and The Ugly with two of my other guy friends, Casey James Salango and Patrick Schroeder, two other comedians. Um, and, uh, their podcast is kind of cool. I've been on it before. So if you want to take a listen to my episode, um, you can find them on iTunes, but their podcast is cool because they only, the three guys, they only explicitly have female guests on and, uh, they sort of position themselves as men who need to be taught by their women friends. Um, But it's more than that. It's fun discussions. It's definitely not safe for work. Um, It's explicitly sexual. Uh, Lots of things are shared. 
Um, so if you're intrigued by that, I would encourage you to check it out. But so this week we will have Will Winner on. And um, it's also to promote their upcoming live show that will be at Caroline's um, on Broadway, which is a comedy club in the city on August 15th at 7.30 p.m. You can get $10 tickets um, online on the website if you buy them in advance. I will be there in the audience, so if you hear my laugh, come say hi. And um, it will be a really fun night with a special guest. And also, uh, Casey's girlfriend, Courtney McGinnis, will be hosting. So it should be a fun hang, and I'm excited to kind of join forces to promote that evening. Um, So yeah, I hope you've enjoyed this little blip. I hope it didn't end up being too long. It was only supposed to be like a couple minutes, but it might be a little longer than that. Um, I'll do better in the future to keep it short and sweet. But um, anyway, uh, thanks again for listening, and I hope you like our new news and views segment. And um, again, please write in, follow us on social media um, at not the mama pod at um, on uh, Facebook and Twitter. We just changed to not the mama media on Instagram um, to express more wealth of information forms. So some other things are upcoming as well. Um, But yeah, find us, connect with us. We're excited to have you all on board for this really cool project. Uh, Have a happy Tuesday and stay tuned for Thursday with our new episode with Will Winner. And if you haven't had a chance, definitely, definitely, definitely listen to last week's episode, The Real Childless Housewives with Julia Solomon, because it's a super fun one. And if you're not Housewives fans, I get it. Just fast forward a little bit. Halfway through, we start talking more about cultural implications of not motherhood. Uh, Thanks for listening. Bye.